It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you Monday through Friday. That's right, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Also, check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to the show right now. Continue to listen there. If you ever have issues with that platform, the other ones I told you, or another one somewhere on the dark web, wherever, listen there. So appreciate you guys listening. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where right now you need to go ahead and send me in your questions for tomorrow. Because tomorrow is Friday, which means here on Locked on Panthers, we have our weekly Friday mailbag, something we're going to do throughout the rest of training camp and the preseason. So please get in your questions right now. Either DM me or at me. I don't care. Just get them in. On today's show, we'll look back on yet another day of Carolina Panthers training camp down in Spartanburg. Will Greer, backup quarterback, trying to be the number two for the Panthers this year, was the number three last year behind P.J. Walker and Teddy Bridgewater. He spoke to the media in the competition starting to kind of take a little bit of focus should the Panthers still look at a veteran backup or should they be just fine with either Greer or PJ Walker also Matt Rule spoke to the media today and some transactions with the Carolina Panthers and a few updates in our first training camp fight happen on Wednesday but let's first off let's start off and talk about the offense on Tuesday the Panthers offense was not very good two interceptions from Sam Darnold even on Monday they weren't bright DJ Moore had some had a fumble, just issues all around with the offensive unit. But on Wednesday, the offense had their best day so far of training camp and arguably the best day for new quarterback Sam Darnold. Matt Rule spoke to the media on Wednesday after practice discussing the offensive's day. Well, I thought today, I mean, yesterday was just not good at all for the offense. I, you know, so um, I thought, yeah, they were much better today. You know, first day in the red zone. Um, Thought we really kind of, really kind of functioned well early, and then kept it going all the way all the way through late. Nice two minute drive there at the end. So um, I said to the fans, I said to the fans, I don't, I don't want to be great on offense every day. I don't, I don't want to be great on defense every day. I want to kind of go back and forth. That means you have a good team. So um, yesterday the defense was sharper. Today the offense was sharper. When I say sharp, I mean sometimes it's just a guy gets beat, right? It's just one play. So, but I thought the offense looked a lot better today. I appreciate the point that he had there. Um, when he said that he wants to see the defense win one day and the offense win the next day. He doesn't want to see just one unit constantly dominating, meaning that you're going to have some problems. But to see some sort of consistency where the offense, hey, they, they have a great day, the defense has a great day the next day, and they kind of go back and forth, that's good. But you also want to see where maybe the first period of it, the offense dominates, and then the defense figures it out, and both of them have good days, both of them 
you know, have to go back and forth. Maybe that's kind of the balance that he probably would rather see than the defense dominating one day and then offense dominating the next and then, you know, going by, back and forth throughout the entirety of training camp. Either way, it is a positive to see Sam Darnold have success um, in the offense on Wednesday. Also, great to see Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Chris McCaffrey, and everyone all involved on the offensive unit have a positive day. And it's even more important because of where they had success. Remember last season, we've had this conversation. The Carolina Panthers were 28 out of 32 teams in red zone touchdown percentage in 2020. That's not good enough. That's never going to get it done. That's the reason why the Carolina Panthers finished off 5-11 and last season. Because of the inability to score within the red zone. That's where you have to score points. That's where you score points in the game of football, as you all know. And they start off. First play of the red zone period. First time they practiced that so far in training camp. Uh, remember Teddy Bridgewater saying that they didn't ever practice these situations? Well, they practiced the situation on Wednesday. In the first play, Sam Donald hits Robbie Anderson for a 20-yard touchdown. Right then and there, right off the bat, here we go offense getting things worked up. And Sam Donald has to be successful in these situations. Because last year you look at Teddy Bridgewater. Former Panther quarterback, of course, was 31 of 53 for 170 yards, nine touchdowns, and three interceptions in the red zone. And, you know, that's not great. The three interceptions are inexcusable. Cannot have red zone interceptions at all. P.J. Walker, also the backup for the Panthers last season, I think he had, what, four red zone interceptions? So even in a backup role, that doesn't work out. You have seven red zone interceptions throughout the season with your quarterback. So whether it's your starter or your backup, you can't have that. And Sam Darnold will go out there, have no turnovers in the red zone today, and to have a couple touchdown passes in the red zone, that is an extreme positive for the Carolina Panthers as they continue through the rest of training camp in the preseason and head into 2021. That is absolutely an area where the team has to be better this year and if they want to see any sort of improvement from last year's record. And if Sam Darnold wants to be a long-term option here in Carolina, they're going to need he's going to have to continue to play the way he played on Wednesday as we move to the weeks and months ahead. And also, two-minute drill. Panthers weren't good at that last year. We've been over it, 0 for 8 in those situations to either tie the game or send it to over or, the, or to win. Darnold, again, a guy, if he can come in and he can win in those situations and he can have success in the red zone, that's already a massive improvement for what they had last year in Carolina at quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater. And in a two-minute drill on Wednesday, and this is according to Joe Person, who was there in Spartanburg during the session, Darnold was 4 of 8 in the two-minute drill with Joey Sly, uh, having a field goal at the end. And just to recap, some of the throws that Sam Darnold had during that period started off with an incompletion, then a completion to Robbie Anderson along the sideline, completion to his tight end Dan Arnold across the middle, incompletion on a throwaway, so mar a smart decision there for Sam Darnold not to try and make something out of a play that's not there, then incompletion when J.C. Horn knocked down a pass intended for D.J. Moore, short completion to D.J. Moore, then a completion to Arnold in the middle of the field, and then an incompletion on a spike to stop the clock. So really, that's four for six. Two of those decisions are, one, a spike, which, okay, fine, count it incomplete technically, and another one's a throwaway. So he made a smart decision here, there and did not turn over the football in that two-minute period, and it led to three points. Now, you obviously want to find out when lead is seven points if you can, but in that situation, who knows where the Carolina Panthers might be, where they need to get a field goal, because there are certainly opportunities last season where they needed that field goal. Um, New Orleans... Minnesota, and they did not get in position to do that. So Sam Darnold to get them down the field and able to get that done is obviously a positive. And I like to hear that two of the completions were to Dan Arnold. 
He is someone who I've spoken about on this podcast who I think is going to be key for the team in the red zone. And Matt Rule also agrees when he talked about Dan Arnold and the training camp he's having thus far. I think Dan's had an excellent camp. Um, you know, he's an excellent receiver. We see him as being a red zone threat, third down threat, vertical passing game threat, um, you know, at the tight end position. So um, he's a grinder. He's a worker and, you know, finds a way to get his hands on balls. And he's, you know, he's the ultimate you know, brand guy, like he loves to compete, loves to, you know, he's a tough guy, smart guy. So uh, he's a good, he's a good veteran for the young guys to look up to. Overall positive day for the offense on Wednesday. And again, the red zone, two minute drill. Those are the two areas where the Carolina Panthers must be better this season. If they want to be in contention for a wild card spot come December and January, if they don't improve in those areas, then it's going to be another long season. I don't think that they're going to be, a brutally bad football team under any circumstance, unless just the quarterback play is terrible and the defense does not take the next step and there's a, a rash of injuries, this team's going to improve. But to get to where we want to see this team get to and to actually take a step in the next direction, because I don't think this is a playoff team this year, per se. We'll see how things start off. If they start off 3-0, and that certainly could change the calculus for the Carolina Panthers in 2021. But what I want to see them do is take the next step to set up 2022 to be that year where they're hopefully going after the division and at the very least a playoff spot. And to take that next step, they have to be better in the red zone and in the two-minute drill. And so far on Wednesday, positive signs pointing toward that being the case in 2021. Sam Darnold is the quarterback. But who's his backup? Is it Will Greer? Is it P.J. Walker? Is it some unnamed player who's out there in the NFL right now that will come in later? We'll find out. Will Greer did speak to the media on Wednesday talking about the backup quarterback competition and also his thoughts on all of the talk about a quarterback this offseason that did not include him. We'll get into that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm talking about your smartphone, folks. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We spent the last couple days talking about camp battles down there in Spartanburg. We talked about the wide receiver battles, specifically the four guys going for the last two spots. Presumably, the Carolina Panthers only keep six wide receivers. We talked about left tackle yesterday. 
Today, let's talk about the backup quarterback battle going on between Will Greer and P.J. Walker. Will Greer actually, for the first time in a while, talked to the media on Wednesday, and he talked to him about the competition between him and P.J. Walker. I think it's, you know, kind of an open battle. I think we're just, you know, we're practicing and trying to get better right now. Um, you know, I think both me and P.J. are, are different players. We're both working on, you know, different things. Um and kind of just competing against ourselves. Like we're not really, you know, competing against each other, each other as much as we are competing to get better at things we need to get better at individually. Um, and when it comes down to it, that's not me or PJ's decision. Um, you know, I've enjoyed working with him and, um, you know, pushing each other, including Sam, and just trying to get better. Like I said, individually. Um, and then the decision's not up to us. You know, I, like I said, I think we're very different, and it comes down to. What's best for the team? This is the third year for Will Greer on this roster. It's the second year with this new regime and no one on the staff that brought him in when the Panthers drafted him back in 2019. Of course, in 2019, Will Greer had two ill-fated starts there at the end of the season in Week 16 against the Indianapolis Colts and in Week 17 against New Orleans Saints, in which I think he was knocked out of that game in the final week of the season. And there was questions. Knowing that it's his third year, knowing that last season he was not the backup quarterback, but instead, P.J. Walker, who was awesome in the XSFL with the Houston Roughnecks and then, of course, played for Matt Rule back in Temple. He was a backup. He got the start against Detroit. He came in when they benched Teddy Bridgewater in Week 17 against the New Orleans Saints. There's questions of whether there's a sense of urgency he feels more of this year, knowing that he wasn't the backup last year. Um, there's definitely urgency. I feel like there was urgency last year um, and the year before. I feel like every year I, I, I have that urgency. Um, just don't want to force anything, though. I don't want to be too urgent. Uh, you know, I, I trust them, confident in my abilities, and, and just want to um, go play ball. Don't need to be, uh, don't need to do anything extra. Just need to uh, find completions, take care of the ball, um, and let our guys um, win as a team. I would have to imagine a Charlotte area kid playing for his hometown team definitely wants to be here for the long term and it has to be interesting too for someone like that who of course had to grow up liking the Panthers having gone to games playing quarterback in a situ in in the area playing of course at David today then going down to Florida before I had issues there and then going to West Virginia which led him here to the Carolina Panthers that he would love to be here in Charlotte I really appreciate this question from Lane Getzenberg of the Charlotte Observer, just asking him what it was like to hear all of the conversations surrounding the quarterback position this offseason, and none of it included him. It was Sam Darnold. What's he going to do? And then there was questions, of course, before that, whether they were going to draft Justin Fields or Mac Jones or trade up and get someone like Trey Lance, or if they could get up to two and take Zach Wilson, Matthew Stafford, every sort of name out there when it came to the quarterback position, was talked about, but not Will Greer. So I really appreciate Atlanta Getzenberg asking him how he felt about that going on this offseason. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's definitely, like, you know, different than uh, I think what you would, st like, expect. Um, but I think as, as, like, in my position, you just have to focus on controlling what you can control, right? Stoicism, like, just, you know, whatever happens, I've got to be ready to go. Um Again, don't know where that's going to be. You don't make those decisions. I don't like get to go and say, "Hey, Coach Rule, I think this about." You know what I mean? Like it's, um, you just have to be ready to go and 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 be, you know, when when the team needs you, you got to step up. And that's that's just that's that's the only that's all I can control, and that's my focus. There's a ton of noise, and I appreciate Wilger saying you just gotta 
control what you can control. And he has become accepting of the role as the backup, as he said to the media on Wednesday. Just focusing on, you know, just practicing, trying to get 1% better. Um, you know, you just got to be ready to play as a backup in this league. You just got to be ready to go. You don't know when you're going to get your opportunity. You just got to be ready. And, um, you know, my third year in that role coming up, which, you know, first year is like, all right, I'm not used to it. Now I feel like I don't have that excuse anymore. I got to be, you know, ready to go. I know I understand the role. I understand what it's like to be a backup and, um, you know, focusing on just on just being ready if my team needs me. I believe him. I believe that he is accepting of the role that he was provided last season. But come on, man. Like, on 2019, he was 28-52, passing 228 yards, no touchdowns, four picks. It's not great. He wasn't ready. He admitted he wasn't ready. And the Panthers in those two games that Wilger started against the Colts and Saints were outscored 80-16. to And then he didn't play last year. You have to imagine that he'd be frustrated about not getting the opportunity with this coaching staff last season. I think everyone kind of involved would have expected that P.J. Walker would have been the backup based off of the ties that he had with the coaching staff, and Will Greer would have been the odd man out. Fortunately, because it was a pandemic season, and we still kind of, we're still in a pandemic, and then this is going to be a pandemic season once again in 2021, unfortunately. He was on the roster last season because teams wanted to protect themselves by having three quarterbacks, not the Carolina Panthers did. But again, Will Greer had been a little bit frustrated about not getting the opportunity. He did talk to media about not getting the opportunity to play in 2020, but being ready now here in 2021. I, I think it's fair to say it's frustrating. Um, you know, you just got to be ready. You don't know when your opportunity is going to come. That was my mindset last year. Um, you know, it's not my job to make the decisions whether I go in or not. It's my job to be ready when they do put me in. Um, you know, last year, just kind of the way it worked out. I don't think it was, you know... I wasn't like frustrated at the decision or anything like that. I want to play every Sunday. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I wasn't, I, I didn't ever feel frustrated necessarily. Uh, I think that's the wrong word. I felt more just um, that like, you know, ready to go. And um, it was, it wasn't frustrating not to get it. It was more so just like, I guess, disappointing when it was over because I felt ready last year. You know, I felt like I could help my team. Um, but there, there wasn't really an opportunity for me to, which is fine. I just have to be ready to go this year. I'm sure a lot of people are sitting here trying to handicap exactly what's going on with the backup quarterback competition. If you look at it, Will Greer's spoken to the media so far, and P.J. Walker has not. As of right now, me recording this on a Wednesday, putting this out to you on a Thursday, we'll see if P.J. Walker talks to the media on Thursday. I have no idea if he will. We have seen that they've gone back and forth with the twos throughout camp. It was Will Greer's day on Wednesday. It was P.J. Walker's day the day before. Now will it be P.J. Walker's day on Thursday or will it still be Will Greer? We're not going to really find out until they get into preseason. And last year, of course, they didn't have any preseason games. Now this year they have three, one less than what they typically have. Where We're going to get to see, especially in the first preseason game and I imagine even second preseason game, you're going to get to see a lot of Will Greer and a lot of P.J. Walker operating in Joe Brady's offense. And we're going to find out who that backup's going to be and whether the Panthers feel that they need to go out there and get a veteran backup. I do think that it would make a lot of sense based off of the fact that Sam Darnold has yet to be healthy through a 16-game season. Now you add an extra game to 17. And that's not to say he's not going to be healthy this year. Just going off of his track record, though, he has struggled to stay healthy. And also, he has struggled at the quarterback position. If there was someone out there, a veteran, who could help him out in terms of mentorship, because Darnold's only 24 years old. He's still a young quarterback, and just young in general. Uh, in this league so having some sort of veteran presence I think would go a long way for him and then potentially either PJ Walker or Will Greer as I do 
see the benefit and the value of having a young quarterback that you can try and develop and mold. Like it would be awesome if the Carolina Panthers could develop a quarterback and have him sit behind whoever the franchise quarterback is right now, if it's Darnold, if he's going to be the franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future, to have someone behind Darnold like we had over the last couple of years uh, with Derek Anderson, where D.A. spent seven years behind Cam Newton. He was someone you could call on to start a couple games and actually had a lot of confidence in going out there and winning games. P.J. Walker did win in a situation last year against Detroit, but Detroit's not a good football team. The defense shut them out. So how much of that was P.J. Walker? Not trying to take anything away from him, but he did have two red zone interceptions in that game and against better competition that would have not worked out as we know so i am very curious to see what they decide to do and i think you also have to point out in terms of context Derek anderson was a starter in cleveland as a pro bowler and in arizona before he came here and spent seven seasons as the backup to cam newton here in carolina so he at least had starting experience something that will greer and pj walker really don't have only three starts combined between the two guys who have not spent that much time in the National Football League. So we'll see as roster cutdowns go and in terms of what trades might be made. I know Indianapolis is a team people think that might be interested in going out and getting Nick Foles. Right now they're sitting there and sticking with Jacob Eason. Some of the Carolina Panthers will see next week when they head up to Indianapolis for joint practices. I am curious to see if the Carolina Panthers try to get in the market for a veteran quarterback if they don't see enough out of Will Greer or P.J. Walker over the next couple of weeks. The Panthers are trying to remain focused and stay focused, and there's a new sign out there. Anytime a guy gets disciplined, Matt Rule talked about that. Also, a new transaction for the Carolina Panthers, and still some guys are sitting out, and your first training camp fight of the season. We'll get into all of that in just a moment. The day has finally come. Football season is here. The Hall of Fame game going on tonight in Canton and you guys need to head over to bet online it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action to place your bets I know some of y'all are those kind of degenerates who love to gamble on preseason football or gamble on anything and that's what I'm telling you bet online is the place to be baseball season is in full swing and football season is also here you can track all the action at bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including major league baseball UFC MMA action the NFL and college football soon to be here come Labor Day weekend before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts promo code locked on is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If y'all paid attention, you saw a lot of guys running on Wednesday, and there was a new sign at practice. D-B-O. Don't beat ourselves. Carolina Panthers giving a constant reminder for anyone who has to run laps because of a mistake that they made on the field. Matt Rule talked about the implementation of the D-B-O sign. 
Yeah, it, 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 it says DBO. That's just like one of the, the first tenet of our plan to wins that don't beat ourselves. Um, so, I mean, that, that's been up there. Um, uh, I think maybe we put it up yesterday, before yesterday's practice, maybe the day before. I don't, I can't remember. Uh, Matt Lombardi on our staff, that was actually his idea. You know, we had been taking, just taking a lap, and then we said, hey, let's put something on the practice field, and you know, so that they run to it, just to remind themselves, like, hey, this is how we're going to win games, right? By not jumping off sides, by not having penalties, you know. So, um, you know, just a little thing, but but uh, but uh, just a reminder. So we, I think we ran yesterday was the first day, maybe, and then today. So, but just don't beat ourselves. Now, this wasn't Matt Rule's idea. He actually uh, got it from one of their assistants, and Matt Rule spoke more about the origin of the DBO sign. Yeah, I, I've never done that before. Matt, Matt Lombardi, uh, I think he worked in Miami. I think we stole it right from Coach Flores. <laughs> I think they, they had something. Not not don't beat ourselves. But they had something else that they said. I don't know. I don't want to speak for Coach Flores. You know, but, I just said, but Matt said, hey, this is something we did. It was a good idea. So as a staff, we're always saying, hey, what are things that you've done or ideas you have that are better? And instead of taking a lap, you know, the whole, the whole point of running for making a mistake is that um, it's not the running is the punishment. It's that you're missing reps. You know I mean? You're missing an opportunity to be on the, you know, show what you can do. Like when you talk to players, especially guys trying to make the team, they're always like, I just want an opportunity coach. Just give me some reps. Well, if you get a rep and then you jump off sides, you're going, you lose those reps and someone else gets those reps. So, um, you know, practice is a, it's a privilege to practice. And so, um, that, you know, that way it's not, you know, you know, you're not, it's not angry. You're not cussing guys out. You know, guys make mistakes, but we're at a constant war to be a focused group. And so, you know, that's it. But that, yeah, that came from Matt. So the Panthers stole it from the Dolphins. Whatever. I mean, at least Miami had something similar. If some reason Brian Flores and his staff are unhappy about it, I guess Carolina Panthers and Miami Dolphins can take care of it later on this season down there on South Beach. Uh, but it does go along with the theme of trying to stay focused and remain disciplined. And you go back to Tuesday, Matt Rule getting rid of and the Panthers getting rid of uh, JT eBay after he just laid out Keith Kirkwood over the middle, which was just uncalled for, and just talked about how that's unacceptable, that's undisciplined, and this whole DBO sign, don't beat ourselves, goes hand-in-hand with trying to be disciplined and trying to be smart and trying to be a focused football team heading in 2021. And again, if you haven't heard, youngest team in the league. And I can understand why Matt Rule wanted to uh, at least implement this in terms of letting his guys have a constant reminder when they're running, missing reps, to see that. Don't beat ourselves. We'll find out later in the season what kind of effect it actually had on this team. And speaking of JT eBay no longer being on the roster, Carolina Panthers added veteran safety Doug Middleton out of App State. So congratulations, App State fans. You have another one here on the Carolina Panthers roster. The uh, subsequent move meant that they had to waive fullback Mason Stoke. Can't imagine that they're really going to have a fullback on the roster. So sorry, Mason. Best of luck wherever you go. Also, uh, Shaq Thompson, Denzel Perryman, and A.J. Boye all out of practice on Wednesday in red jerseys. Boye pulled something the other day. Shaq Thompson, something that was minor, but he has not practiced since Saturday evening. So that's something actually to kind of monitor there as well. It's been four days since he's been out there on the field. And then Denzel Perryman, same position group as Shaq Thompson. I spoke about this the other day. The Carolina Panthers should seriously look at K.J. Wright as a linebacker option and even as a starter i don't care what they're paying denzel perryman and jermaine carter he certainly can come off and provide you something but right now they don't have two starters out there at least they didn't on wednesday and i can't imagine the carolina panthers want to head into the season in a situation where either shaq thompson denzel perryman or jermaine carter either one of those guys are out and if two of them are out that is a bad 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 situation for the carolina panthers 
no matter who they're playing in a National Football League. It's training camp. It gets hot, even though it wasn't very hot on Wednesday in Spartanburg. It wasn't hot in Charlotte, so I can't imagine it was very hot down there in Spartanburg. But the heat typically gets to you. And you kind of get sick of hitting the same guys over and over again, even though the pads have only been on for two days. And you've only been in training camp for a week. You get tired of hanging around each other. And there, we had our first training camp fight of the year between Robbie Anderson and Troy Pride Jr. Apparently Troy Pride hit Robbie Anderson out of bounds late. Robbie took exception with that. And they got in a little melee. And the two had to go run afterwards. Mount Rule address the fight that they had in camp after practice on Wednesday? Well, um, every fight's different, you know, so I, I, but obviously we want to be a disciplined team. So my point was if someone does something to you and you feel like you need to turn around and fight, that's a decision you're making and there's going to be a repercussion. So even if you feel completely justified, we're not going to win a lot of games if everyone does what they want to do. You know, the way we, we believe you win games is you do what the team needs not what we need you to do. So if we're going to take 15-yard penalties and be a penalized team, we're not going to win. So if you're going to fight, fight. But then there's going to be some repercussion, you know, large or small, right? So, um, again, I, I just think football is better when it's put back to the players as, you know, you make these decisions and, you know, we're going to train you. But, like, the days of, like, just do it this way or else are gone, right? Like, it's here's the decision you have to make. Here's the repercussions. Here's the consequences. Every decision we make as a coach, player, either affects winning or causes winning or causes losing. So penalties, as we learned last year, cause losing for us. So we want to eliminate them. So, so that's just kind of the message. Just again, just try, which I guess you'd call it a teachable moment, though. You know, I mean, everyone knows it, but just if you're going to fight, fight. But understand you're going to run down there afterwards. And- Everything you said there is fair. Like he doesn't want to see fighting. If you're going to fight, you're going to go run, but it's not that big of a deal. Obviously, he doesn't want to see anyone get hurt. The thing that happened yes the other day with eBay and Kirkwood far more egregious than what happened between Robbie Anderson and Troy Pride Jr. And I'm here for a good training camp fight as long as it's not going to be an all-out brawl like the Giants had on Tuesday where Daniel Jones apparently is on the bottom of the pile. And then Joe Judge, the head coach up there with the Giants, is having these guys do wind sprints and is cursing them out throughout the rest of practice. As long as it's not going to interrupt the flow of what they're trying to do and your quarterback's not at the bottom of the pile – I'm all for it. Now, I will say this. Next week, when they do play against Indianapolis and they well, they practice with Indianapolis, I really don't want to see the training camp fights then because you actually are trying to get something done against another team, a playoff team. Now, a team that has a lot of injuries right now, and their first seven games is a gauntlet where Carson Wentz might be out. And even with Carson Wentz, they're still going to have trouble trying to uh, maintain a positive record. Um, in those first seven weeks. But that's not our problem. The Colts aren't a problem, and not until next week at least. That's one of the situations where I'm kind of like, well, you know, when you're actually going up another against another team, veteran team that can help you in terms of just getting reps in and it not counting on a scoreboard, don't really need training camp fights. It's going to happen, but it's kind of fun when you fight your own guy and it's not, like, actually a big deal. Like, the Josh Norman-Cam Newton thing, I, I still think is hilarious, especially Cam Newton, like, smiling throughout the entirety of the situation. But either way, Matt Rule... Lay down the law. Not not a big deal. We'll all move on. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can check us out also on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where right now I'm going to need your participation for tomorrow, which is Friday, our weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. Send me in your questions right now. Whatever you want to ask. Anything with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, if you got draft questions for whatever reason, sure, I'll answer those. College football questions, personal questions about me. 
questions about food, I don't care. Just send me in a question. We'll have some fun like we do every Friday throughout the rest of training camp and the preseason. So get in those questions. And again, thank you so much for everyone who's ever sent in a question. Thank you so much for anyone who's listened to the show. Really appreciate your support. And you guys have a great evening or day or whenever you listen to this. And I will talk to you on Friday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.